0: Hey, my name is Julie Leone and this podcast is called What's Your Thing? This is where I have conversations with people about their passions, ideas, pastimes, missions or lifestyle that I find inspiring. I hope you do too. yay! So, uh, welcome everybody. This is me in conversation with Sammy Blackford this week who's the founder of Freya Luna and I met Sammy we were just trying to work it out it's about three years ago when she came along to a red tent that I was running and she spoke about her products and then later on I think it was wasn't it another red tent you came along and she brought some of her products with them and they were just lovely but the thing that interested me was they weren't just lovely products I really liked the story behind them so I guess that's why Um, I've invited Sammy to talk today and we really haven't spoken probably for about three years so um, (laughs) um, and when I asked Sammy what her thing was she said she'd been thinking about it a bit so Sammy welcome and what was what did that question spark in you so what's your thing it I was I found it difficult to kind of
1: narrow it down to one thing um because as you've kind of uh, alluded to, uh, my overall thing, shall we say, (laughs) is uh, skincare. So I make uh, natural skincare products. Um, And then as I was kind of like delving deeper into what is my thing, um, and something that's really come to me, especially this year, is it's the connection with the plants that I use to make the products. Um, because plants are amazing things they they feed us they can heal us they can heal us internally externally and they can not just physically but they can heal us emotionally mentally spiritually as well because if you've ever ever had that feeling when you've just been like overwhelmed stressed whatever it is and you go for a walk just in the countryside and somehow it's just better you Mm. just feel better and that's, it's all about that connection with the plants, I think, that would be my thing. And how I share that with others is through the products that I make.
0: Wow, and that feels really relevant, at the kind of, so obviously we're talking in November, it's been COVID, it's been the year when actually people seem to have connected a bit more to nature, maybe people that wouldn't normally have done. But what does that, I get, you know, kind of people connecting to nature, is probably very different from you connecting to the plant so what does that actually mean what does that mean and just tell us a bit about what that means that whole journey of you connecting with plants into it being something which you might offer to somebody
1: um so for me it's um so the ingredients that i use in the skincare products i grow a lot of them in my herb garden um, which I have done since I first started this whole uh, like skincare journey type thing, but in the last two or three years i've i've grown no oh. <laughs> no pun intended i've grown the amount that I grow um, so um, so it's become more into my awareness over the last few years, and for me it's about understanding the properties of the plants and it's not just about this is lavender it's good for helping you go to sleep you know that's a really popular one so many people know about um it's about really getting to understand that now I know I'm gonna sound a bit weird but get, getting to understand that plant on more of like an energetic level so when I'm in the herb garden I talk to all the plants <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, does Prince Charles doesn't he that's what he's renowned for yeah tell us um so
1: I'm like I really kind of build a relationship with the plants
0: and do they feel different you know like do you have a different re- like do so I have animals and like and I have a different relationship with the cats and the dog like do, is there a difference between
1: yeah I,
0: lavender I, or lavender and calendula or
1: I think so um I mean um it can kind of be seen on its um like how the plant looks. So calendula for me is such a a happy bright like really uplifting flower because it's this lovely orange bright flower and
0: it just a so weed marigold but most people would know it as yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so
1: it's just a really uplifting flower for me um but if you look at the, its healing properties for the body, it's not necessarily known for being uplifting. It's more for its soothing, healing, those uh, anti-inflammatory, those sorts of properties. And lavender, I mean, it's, it's very laxing being amongst lavender um, because if you're working with lavender, the scent's going to be there. So it's going to have that effect on you anyway. And I think there is difference in how like, say if it's a woody plant, like um, rosemary or sage or something like that, it's, I'm trying to think of the word, it's more of like a structured, it's got more of a structure to its energy, I feel, um, as opposed to something like chamomile, which is quite, like, Flowey. feathery, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so it's almost like the, the chamomile leaves are sort of feathery, aren't they? And I suppose the structure of the a tree what's the word Stork. trunk trunk is that and I like and you laughed at yourself there because you kind of were like oh it's all a bit woo <laughs> and I'm kind of curious about you know when how did you so this is where you are now how did you get here you know what was there a time when your younger self would have laughed at yourself now oh, God, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> so how did you get
1: here where did it start um I think looking back now, I can kind of see it started when I was a child, but obviously I didn't recognize that's what it was back then. So I started making skincare products because I used to have really bad acne, like as a teenager into my uh, early 20s. Um, And I tried all the products I could find in the shops, you know, like all the big names for acne skincare. Um, I went to the doctors, had prescription products. um, And none of these were really healing my acne some of them would dry the acne out but then that would also dry my skin out um so just kind of flipped the scales on my skin to like the the other extreme um so at that point it was kind of I've, I've tried everything i can find you know what else can i do what else is there um and just started experimenting with ingredients i had in the kitchen cupboards say like olive oil sunflower oil you know, different things like that. Um, And some of the few plants I had in the garden, which was like lavender, sage, rosemary, you know, the ones that you would um, either have for their flowers or for cooking or something like that. Um, And that must be probably getting on for 15 years ago now. Wow. (laughs) Um, And so it's been like a long uh, journey and the first two years, I was just experimenting for myself, seeing what I'd, um, how to make a product, like how to make a cream. I had no idea.
0: How do you learn that? How did you learn that? Because were you in the
1: meantime doing a proper job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, proper job. Well, um, I worked in uh, childcare, so I'm not sure that's really a proper job.
0: <laughs> I think it is. Let's, 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 come on, let's feminists. We were anything to do with caring is. Should... <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, Um, you know, I suppose what I mean by a proper job is working for somebody else, and you were doing this on the side. And I just need to say to people, like when I met Sammy, so she's talking about having acne. So I've met her face to face, and I'm watching her now on (laughs) Zoom. She's got the most amazingly radiant, clear, smooth skin ever, ever. So when she was telling me this story face to face, I it's really very hard to imagine you with anything other than translucently radiant skin. so so how how did that go from so when I think about I've got olive oil in my kitchen cupboard, but I think as a teenager with acne myself the last thing I just thought of doing was putting olive oil on my face so how does that evolve
1: yeah so um to uh kind of clarify that olive oil is not the best ingredient if you have acne protein <laughs> <laughs> um so it was where I found the most uh help and inspiration is in like old herbal books um so they'd have like what different herbs and plants were were good for you know like what their properties were um and they'd also somewhere in the back somewhere they'd have a couple of recipes for making a cream or anointment or something like that so that's where I started just um using kind of looking at that recipe and because these books are quite old they had things like paraffin in and stuff like that which I did not want <laughs> at least they didn't have like beef fat or something in them yeah um, so looking at that recipe and okay so what have I got that I can kind of swap in and um and change it around a little bit so that it still keeps the structure of the recipe so it'll still make the cream or the ointment or whatever but we'll have the ingredients that I want in it and I've always been a very hands-on, get-stuck-in, try-it-for-yourself kind of person. So I love that experimentation, playing around with the different ingredients and stuff. And when people ask me, like, what's it like? I always say, do you remember when you were a child and you are making mud pies in the garden and you'd yeah. mix it up and you'd have a leaf off that plant and a flower off that plant and you'd put it all together? Yeah. That is pretty much what I was doing. <laughs> um, so yeah that's how it kind of started and then uh, obviously over the years it's been like nearly 15 years now I've kind of grown more confident in how to make a product whether it's a cream ointment a salve you know whatever it is um, and grown more familiar with the plants and how they will work with the skin with the body how they'll interact with each other within a, within a recipe and you know like how it's all going to fit together and, and what the end result will be for the person who might apply it to their skin
0: and do you grow everything yourself now what?
1: not everything so there's some things that um I do not have enough space to grow so for example um oils that I use so like olive oil first of all <laughs> olives aren't well known for growing in this <laughs> country um but even something like sunflower oil, I don't have enough space to grow enough sunflowers to get the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oil from them. Um, but uh, for all the um botani- the dried botanicals that I use, I I grow
0: all of those. Wow. So that really has expanded even since the last time I spoke to you then. Yeah. And what's that been like for you kind of moving into because it's almost like then you've got the you've got there's like so many bits of your job there's the making but then there's also the it sounds like the growing part of what you do has really expanded since we first met yeah um it's been
1: interesting (laughs) um so um I've taken on um some land that's not near by my house because it used to be like I'd just go out the front door and there'd be plants there for me to pick from so it's about um, a 15, 20 minute drive. So it's not that far, but it's kind of, you have to go for like a good few hours, otherwise it's not worth it. Um, so I now have, over the last couple of years, two or three years since I've um, been using that space, I've come to um, kind of set myself a morning or an afternoon, like as and when I can, Um At the moment, I'm going about twice a week, two mornings a week, because it's November. There's not an awful lot to do there at the moment. Mm. Um, Where it becomes more tricky is in like the height of growing season, where there's so much to crop all the time. Um, And obviously watering and all of that kind of thing. Um, Then it becomes more intensive. But then as well, we have the longer days so I can go in evenings and stuff like that. So it's about like fitting it in where I can. And are (laughs) you still doing all this on your own? um, My mum comes to the garden with me because she loves gardening. (laughs) So she's my helper. Um, But
0: most of it, yeah, um, uh, it's all me. (laughs) It's very womanish work. And I'm wondering, as you're saying that kind of, you know, going to the farm and and has it changed your relationship with the lands in a wider sense
1: yes so um when I took that um that land on um something that was very important to me was that I wasn't using any chemicals um I wanted to grow organically sustainably um using what I had available rather than if I had to go out and buy something you know like plant pots for example um, rather trying to reuse stuff that I already had because I didn't want to be just putting loads of plastic into the, into the space. Um, and it's been interesting to see which other plants come up um, because when I actually took the land, I realised how many plants were already on it that I wanted, that I, <laughs> that I use. So um, it was covered in nettles, which um, most people would really want to get rid of nettles are amazing um for skincare for hair care they are just a really great plant Um, and horsetail which is one of the most invasive um weeds that we have in this country um uh, it's covered in that as well which does get a bit annoying every now and again i will admit (laughs) (laughs) but i also use it so um it's kind of what i've learned is how to kind of work with nature rather than trying to have this is a bed for that and this is a bed for that and everything needs to be in neat rows and
0: like Uh, it's just
1: not going to work so everything kind of muddles in together and if a a plant kind of springs up that I haven't planted I always wait and see what it is just in case I want to use it for something and also also it could be that it's beneficial for the the plant that I uh, want to grow
0: yeah
1: so from like the companion planting kind of
0: so you're really kind of learning about it's almost like a systemic a whole system approach, yeah because and it also sounds like the plants are sort of guiding you <laughs> if it's there you're like oh can I use this I mean how's yeah. that happened where a plant has come up and you think oh could I use this
1: yeah there was something that came up this uh year actually um which I didn't have a clue what it was not seen this plant before that I'm aware of um and it turned out to be figwort and when I looked at it I was like, oh. I can use that I can totally use that um so now I'm kind of nurturing that that's just come up this year um so yeah different things kind of um make an appearance and I'll use them where I can and like some of them will come up and they are I'm gonna say just in inverted commas just flowers but then that brings in the bees and the flies that are going to pollinate everything else as well so it all works together
0: it's really reminded me during lockdown I read that book is it, uh, Wilding by Elizabeth Tree about how they just left their estate to, to go wild to nature and how actually if you let nature get on with it, it does a pretty good job. If <laughs> you can just yeah. get out of the way and it sounds <laughs> like you're kind of using that approach, as right? an element of you planting but also an element of you just standing back, and I'm kind of curious about how what has that meant for you so I guess broadening it out again has that changed you in other ways maybe kind of be- because it when you described as you you know when you started out you wanted I want to make my skin better so you kind of it was driven by an internal need and now here you are where you've got this plant um you know popping up and going oh I can do this now um so I'm kind of curious has it made a difference to you in other ways
1: um I think this year so our, um in the garden this year because we didn't really have a spring it went straight into like that heat wave yeah that we had and spring is when the plants uh create their root system to really anchor themselves into the ground really ground themselves um And so they didn't really get that time. So what I observed like over the summer, especially when we had strong winds, like some of the um, plants were getting like literally uprooted. Um, They weren't as abundant as they have been in recent years. Um, We haven't had as much to crop off them. They've, uh, some plants have been a bit stunted in their growth and so this like during the year I was kind of worried about this we're not getting as much that 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 we have done in past years you know um what are we doing wrong and all of that kind of thing and then a couple of weeks ago I was there and like all of the um the plants kind of starting to die back and they're kind of starting to hibernate for winter and I just kind of had this awareness that it's okay you know and I mean like this year has been a bit of a year shall we say (laughs) for everybody yeah. um but it's just a year you know and I know when I was there um a couple of weeks ago I just got this sense that mother nature is not worried about what has happened this year she's going to go to sleep over winter and she'll come back in spring and start again and I just kind of got this awareness that it's like yeah wait, you know it's just it's been a not the easiest year to live through um but actually we can start again carry
0: on oh that gives me shivers <laughs> I kind of, actually if I can feel almost a bit tearful because it's so um like there's some comfort in it isn't there and that that idea of the earth just um being far wiser than the little human beings running around mm. on it fretting about what should and shouldn't be happening and um yeah what does it so this, you know, you set this up to help yourself, but now it's your business. And, and what has that meant for you in kind of how you live? And, and uh, you know, so I'm obviously can hear that connection with the soil. It has it changed you in other ways, the sense of now you're not working in childcare, but you're looking, you know, looking after your own business. What else has that meant for you?
1: I think the biggest thing with uh, the business um, has been like the business side of business um, because over the years um, I did uh, like mostly been self-taught but I also did some um, herbal medicine training and aromatherapy training um, and the and I've talked to like other people in the, the therapy world the complementary holistic world industry whatever you want to call it as well and they've kind of said the same like you get all this training for how to do the actual practice yeah but you don't get any training in how to create a business out of it
0: yeah
1: how to sell your services or products and how to I don't know do a tax return (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, or like how to build a sustainable growing business um so that has been the the biggest learning curve for me I think and I'm I don't expect it to ever end that learning curve it's always going to be something new and something else that um is required and um this year well over the last couple of years actually but this year I've had more time to do it because we've been in lockdown um it's been about really getting to grips with the business side of business because i love playing with the plants i love being out with the plants yeah. I love, uh, making the products and all of that experimentation and i just had this um realization in the last couple of years it's not going to be the business i want it to be unless i make it so and it's something that i have shied away from for many years is really um understanding what it takes to grow a business um so it has been um not easy and it continues to be not easy mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I know it's something that's required if I want to create the
0: business I want to create tell me a bit about what that business you know what is the vision for what you want to create because you've come so far with from the kids that <laughs> got bad skin to the woman that's got her own fields growing her own um you know herbs and flowers and uh, and what's what's your vision
1: um I think long term like the the big big vision is um I want to expand the um the area that we're growing and then I want to create kind of a like a retreat center sanctuary kind of thing so people can come and experience the being with the plants and having that time away from like the hectic life um, and just having that time in nature so still creating the products and all of that kind of thing mm. and having this other uh space where people can come
0: which is so needed out. isn't it I mm. think people are really aware that they need that this year aren't they and people have thought that out and found solace in nature maybe where they haven't looked before
1: yeah I think so I, I mean well I've been um driving to and from the um the herb garden during the year I've seen so many more people out and about like yeah. walking cycling just being outside which like normally in a normal year I wouldn't
0: have mm. seen so they'd be driving
1: past in their cars
0: yeah so it sounds like it's the right timing and and you said it's been the hardest thing and I'm curious I mean I again I'm kind of asking myself always this question because as a life coach and a writer it's the same it's the same thing it's you know, kind of, I'm good at those things. I'm not necessarily good at the, bit, the business side of things. So have you come to an understanding of what the thing is in you that makes that hard? Because I think I've started to have some understanding of what that is for me, um, you know, something about kind of making myself heard and putting myself out there and the kind of vulnerability that that brings. So I'm curious about anything you're aware of in you I think it
1: is um, like it really pains me to admit this because you know like I'm all for like the feminism and all of that kind of thing but I think what it has been is that men do business yeah and the women stay in the background
0: um, I think that's so interesting isn't it I yeah, so, which, yeah <laughs> so interesting <laughs>
1: and it's one of those things I like I can't believe I'm admitting this thing to myself but yeah. I think that is what it has been and I've looked back like over the years I've had different business advisors and coaches and things mm. and at different stages and the vast majority of them have been
0: men yeah and that paradigm I don't know about you it doesn't work for me that way of doing business does not suit me and it's kind of finding a womanish way yeah
1: of and i I think um, I think you're right because I was uh, speak to um, somebody a couple of months ago, and he was um, like a business management consultant type thing, and um, I was we just started chatting about my business because you know like he's um, interested in people's businesses and things, and he was like like in the first conversation his um, input was well. You need to outsource to India (laughs) I was like oh no (laughs) that just makes me feel icky (laughs)
0: yeah
1: and I think it is a very different um very different way that I mean this is a huge generalization but I think it's a different way that men do business to how women do
0: business and and maybe it's not even gendered maybe it's that kind of patriarchal paradigm about about more and more profit and more whereas what the way you've talked about it is very much about you use the word sustainability you know health for you but also health you said you know no plastic Mm. to be organic it's kind of much more values led and kind of spreading goodness rather than diminishing goodness
1: yes definitely
0: it sounds like a kind of paradigm shift which i guess is why it's hard because you know ha- have you got anyone that you know who've been your influences as you go through have you had any guides any gurus that have spoken to you whether that's kind of about the land or the flowers or the business side of it um i think sometimes they're not gurus but sometimes they're <laughs> the lady next door aren't they so i'm curious about who who have been your guides and your mentors if any
1: I think one of the the first things that stands out to me is I read um, Anita Roddick's autobiography. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and that was the first kind of introduction for me that business can be kind. Yeah,
0: lovely. And
1: then um, also Ben and Jerry's, they were kind of built in a similar sort of, you know, values-led ethical kind of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then recently this year I've been working with uh two uh ladies different companies um who are kind of giving some input with the business side of things um because I know I can't do it on my own I need guidance and support from other people and they are both well they're both women they're both very ethically minded you know um and that has really been helpful mm. seeing that what I want to achieve and the way that I want to achieve it is possible because I think that was what another thing with having um the different business mentors and things in the past it was always apparently my ideas of doing things wouldn't work or how I want to do it wouldn't work and I think you need that to an extent you need to have you know people who know how the world works or the world of business works and kind of how you can maneuver through that um and also you need somebody who's going to support you and nurture your ideas and and what you want to achieve as well
0: it's almost like as you're saying that i had a sense of you kind of need to know how the world is now in order to kind of survive in it and you Mm. also need co-creators of how the world could be and the fact that you're working with kind of two other women that sense of collaboration because it's hard to be doing things differently isn't it yeah you know like you talked about your companion planting you know the fact that the plants grow better when they've got other plants that support them it's almost like the same metaphor isn't it that if we're trying to do something new it's easier to do it when you've got other things and people around you that support you I mean, have you got any kind of words of wisdom to people who are trying trying to do do business differently? And it doesn't mean that you've nailed it or that you've got it. you know, this is it, I've sorted it. But just what have you learned now that you wish you'd maybe known, you know, five, 10 years ago? Um,
1: I think that like at the moment, the world of business is changing um do you i think, think that's
0: a covid thing or do you think it was anyway
1: i think covid has possibly been more of like a tipping point for it i think it was getting that way anyway mm-hmm. um with the rise in like sustainable products and you know reducing plastic and all of that kind of thing i think businesses are being held more accountable for the things that they produce and sell and the way they um treat their workers and all of that kind of thing
0: and so so i think business is shifting supply chains have been huge this year hasn't it where is is your supply chain is 15 minutes up the road isn't it you could go up by horse if you had one (laughs) yeah
1: um yeah so business is shifting and i think um i wasn't aware of that like when i started um i don't think the world was aware of that i think it was in its infancy it was little like ripples was was starting but I don't think I think it has come on a long way so I think um my words of wisdom no pressure <laughs> um would be to just believe in what it is that you want Believe that it's possible because um if you think of all the things that have happened in the world all of the products that have been created all of the things places people have been people have been to the moon you know anything is possible um so me wanting to create a business in an ethical and values-led way is possible and I think that's what I didn't realize when I started or like for a lot of the years that I've been doing this and if you're finding it difficult to believe in that you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people
0: ah that's that's your companion planting again yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're wrong it just means you're in the wrong soil yeah so how do you do that though so, I mean that's an interesting one isn't it and that could be you know for, for a kid that's in the wrong school or someone that's in the wrong workplace how how do you find the right companions how did you do that how did you find the right soil to start to grow yourself in um I mean if you think like
1: so much of life is online now it is so easy to find like-minded people online, whether that's on social media, um, online networking, you know, whatever, wherever it might be, and in whatever industry or avenue you're you're in, there's going to be a place that has that community that you're looking for, um, or if you um, like in your local area or whatever. And it's weird at the moment with COVID and everything. Um, but whatever physical community you have around you, just go to as many different events or whatever. Because I've done a lot of networking over the last few years to find those people. And there's um, maybe only two or three people after um, maybe four years of networking that I've kind of held on to, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for want of a better way of putting it but that has been invaluable because I know there are people who might not necessarily get my business, but they get like the energy of it. They get what it's about Mm. and what I'm trying to achieve and how I want to
0: achieve it. And I think that is what you're looking for. And that's a really good thing to hear for, you know, God, I tried networking and I found it really difficult, (laughs) but that sense of actually three or four people in four years is that's a good hit. (laughs) That's. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, and um,
1: I mean, and there's I, other connections I've made through networking. So if I have problems with like the back end of my website, there's somebody I know I can go and ask about it. Yeah. So, but these like three or four people I am um, are the ones that I know. If I'm just having a bad day, I can give them a ring and you know just chat things through with them. Mm. Those people that I know are really good connections and really good relationships. And
0: they're the kind of you growers. Yeah. <laughs> People that are <laughs> helping grow you, yeah, and like you we were laughing at the beginning about what your younger self would have thought if you'd have said, "Oh you know I'm here with the energy of these plants, and how she might have laughed, but I'm wondering now what advice your older self would give that younger self so we've not just in the business you you know you've thought a bit about the business world, but you know what have you learned as a person, as a woman, as kind of someone connected to nature that you that you would love your 15 year old to have known um (laughs) the first thing that comes to mind is it's
1: okay to be weird You (laughs) you don't have to fit in with everybody else um which is something I did struggle with actually when I was a teenager um so yeah I think that would be the main thing and also going back to that find find the right people if you want to fit in find the right people the people who have the same sorts of thoughts and and ideas as you do because um that's what's going to build your confidence Hmm.
0: and a quick question and it's one that i'm kind of skirting around because it's one that i know women and often and particularly in holistic businesses often go squirmy about and that is money and it kind of how to value the products that you make and how to put a value on you know picking rosemary in your garden have you got your head was that an easy thing for you to kind of value and price things and to cost your time or what's your financial journey been getting your head around that because it's not I'm not talking about you know how much you're making but that you know, as a, a coach and a writer it's like well should I charge for that don't I charge for that how much do I charge for that what's the value of that somebody else is charging this I'm charging and I think when I talk to women there's there seems to be much more squirming around money than there is when I talk to my male friends
1: yeah I think that's very true and I think a lot of women undervalue themselves monetarily mm. um, yeah and I was one of those so when I first started um a jar of cream that I'd made would be maybe five pounds. And for me, I thought that was a lot. I was like, I didn't expect people to pay that. And I think that also comes back to
0: my upbringing. But how many hours would that have taken you to make that uh, jar of cream? Hours, I guess. Yeah, probably.
1: (laughs) Um, So when I first started, um, I was going on like a materials cost like what yeah. it cost to buy the ingredients um and that was pretty much it and then as like it went along I was like oh ha- hang on I need to, I need to add in like my time and stuff and then a jar of cream would maybe go up to 10 pounds and <laughs> and like for me that's like a ridiculous amount of money for at the time for a jar of cream because i would uh, grown up with like we had very little money when we were growing up so like for me a jar of cream was maybe like a couple of pounds <laughs> you yeah,
0: know? yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, because that was all you had available um and then um, probably about maybe four years ago now um I just had came to this point where I was like so stressed so Oh, what's the word burnt out I had just had that I just come to the end of whatever I had to give Um, and I had a conversation with somebody and it was actually one of my business mentors at the time and he said well you need to bring in more income because like my stress was about like the whole money situation and mm. the amount of time I was working and the effort I was putting in, and I wasn't getting the payback. And I said to him, Yeah, but if my outgoings are higher than my incomings now, just increasing my incomings is, is going to increase the outgoings as well. So, you know, it's always going to be in a deficit. Mm. And he's like, Yeah, you need to put your prices up. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> Oh, <my> gosh. <laughs> and it was one of the, like, it was such a hard thing to do because it was a mindset thing for me that i had some block or whatever you want to call it around actually charging what the products were worth like the the quality of the ingredients that were going in my time for growing the ingredients um you know preparing it all mixing the cream packaging it like all of it um so that was when i actually put the prices um and they went up quite a lot, so now it's about thirty pounds for a jar of green. Um, and I have no qualms about telling people the price. Like I know now that that is what it's worth. And since I put the prices up, they haven't gone up for the last four years or whatever it is, um, because I know that that's what it's worth. And I and I am happy to tell people the prices. And some people I've had a um, there was. An event I was at, what was it? It was the Country Living Spring Fair, actually in London, um, a couple of years ago, and so I had my table there with all the products on and testers and everything. People were coming and having a look and buying and all of that. And near the end of the day, uh, one lady came up. I think it was a mother and daughter. Um, the daughter must have been maybe a few years older than me, and she like literally shouted at me about the price of the products (laughs) I was like oh okay that's uh an interesting way of approaching it um and in the past that would have absolutely devastated me that would have like completely knocked my confidence like I would have been like who am I to charge this you know like like it was Mm -hmm. ridiculous of me to think that I could do this and but I'm just at that place now. It's like no, that's the price, you know. If if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's fine. Like I'm, I don't expect everybody to want the products and everybody pay for the products. If it's not for you, fine. Um, but it was just a really interesting. It was one of those, kind of how far I've come moments. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I hear that, and thank goodness. Then that's that. Actually, that the need for the male and um, whether it's male and yeah. female, masculine or feminine. No, they're right now. Step up. You're in this world, so thank God for that. Yeah, that's balancing energy, Ben, and a message to us all about how we value ourselves and our <laughs> and our time. Yeah, always, always, always. So, we're coming to the end of our time and I'm curious about what have you heard yourself say in this conversation you know we started off with what's your thing and you were like oh (laughs) it's not what I thought it was when (laughs) I was thinking about it and you know so what is your thing if you had to put it in a put it in a sentence or in a jar what's your thing what
1: I would say my thing is using the energy and power of plants to help women feel good about themselves wow that's
0: great (laughs) (laughs) that's fabulous and and we've been on such a kind of like you know we've gone from that woman shouting at you at that stand and we've kind of gone back to your 15 year old self but I love for me the images of you in your field kind of partly talking to the plants but also watching what who who are you who are you plant and what what shall I do with you and how can we work together and that kind of sense of collaborating with your environment and collaborating you know with with men and with women but Kind of behind it all is that sense of ethical sustainable growth and care for the environment which i guess for me personally just kind of fills me with hope that um you know there is there is a different way so what are your next steps what so i have this image of your lovely retreat center where we can all lounge in the fields of lavender <laughs> what's your kind of what's the next step to get you to there what's the next thing you're working on um
1: I think for at least, well, certainly next year, the next couple of years is kind of to stay where I am for a bit, to kind of get that more of a foundation of where I am, because I know, I can see how far I've come, I need to kind of make Solidite. this, yeah, make this mine for a little while, um, and then it'll be the expanding the land and everything um, as the business grows we're going to need more ingredients and everything and then some da- some time down the line it'll be the buildings and all of that kind of stuff and making place, the oh. place nice for visitors and it's
0: all going to be sustained it sounds like it's all going to be sustainable and green and yes yeah, as the- as far as possible yeah lovely so i love that sentence go back to your sentence about using what was it nature and plants to help women what can you remember what you said um using
1: the power of plants to help women feel good about themselves
0: i love that i love that so thank you so much and um what is it freyaluna.co.uk freyaluna.co.uk and i'll put that in the show notes so thanks ever so much Sammy. and i'm going to stop recording now um so this is going to be um posted obviously on anchor but also on my website which is dvleoni.com and um, possibly on Freya Luna (laughs) Um, and thanks for being here thank you okay